It's time to get spooky. Spooky? Ooh. In the month of May. It's Halloween in May. It's, that's it, yep. <laughs> so we played the spookiest game we could find. <laughs> uh it's always fun playing games that everyone thinks is very divisive and then trying to come up with your own opinions about them. Makes sense. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do today. On this very podcast known as the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about things like video games, anime, and manga. Hello. I'm Jared, joined as always by the resident Zelda expert. <laughs> and a super fan herself, Doc Owl, and Ladium <laughs> is Hello. here. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast before, but if I haven't, like, I literally have a tattoo of Link. So, so you're not that big of a fan. Clearly, mm-hmm. is the point. Link has my back at all times. <laughs> He's either gonna like stab someone or stab you in the back. He's gonna. He sword would out. never. He would never stab me. <laughs> Ever. Well, speaking of all that, well, not all that, but Zelda stuff. The, the show. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna talk about all that. <laughs> uh, we recently played through yet another title in the Zelda franchise, mm-hmm. and have whittled my way through now to where. After this, there is only one title left in the mainline franchise that I've yet to play. You're gonna play it. That, that, I gave you. Yep. I gave you the tools. <laughs> you did give me the tools to play it. So like that's gonna happen sometime in the near future. But uh, one of the the other one that I had not yet to play, or I'd played but I hadn't necessarily completed, which I think is a is a bit of a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Majora's Mask. Like I said at the offset of this, a very divisive game in terms of what people think of it, at least in today's culture. Maybe not necessarily as so when it first came out, but as the years have gone on, you know, there are people who love this game and there are people who think it is not necessarily a Zelda game or a good one at that. Which I think there are there's a point to that because it's not necessarily a Zelda game as you think it is. Like a lot of the, the necessary, like the, the tropes that you think of when you think of Zelda games aren't here. Like yeah. there's no Hyrule. There's no princess Zelda. There's She's no there Ganon. For a couple seconds. It, for, a, for a brief flashback, there's no Ganon. Yep. There's no master sword. You don't have like the, the traditional like, Collect three things, then go like get the other things afterwards in the second version of the world. You just click four things, and you're just like, well, I guess I can go finish the game, and then... Yep. I guess in retrospect, this is probably... I mean, we've talked about how it's cool when the Zelda franchise gets weird. And I think like the most prominent examples of that, at least in terms of the mainline franchise, is Breath of the Wild and Zelda 2. And this is... I mean, obviously there's parallels to why this is similar but really this is the game that is probably the closest to zelda 2 in terms of just like strangeness that the mm-hmm. franchise has i mean obviously because it's a direct sequel to ocarina that makes it a little bit more in line with that but just in terms of switching up the, the formula 
entirely. Well, I mean, not necessarily entirely because it's still iterative off of Ocarina in terms of that design and that style of gameplay. But like we said, changing up the tropes and everything, like it's very Zelda 2-like. I agree. Um, I think there's actually Zelda 2 music at one point in the game. I could be wrong on that. I know that Zelda 1 music is in there. Yeah. It's just it's a strange, strange thing. Like, even going all the way through it and completing it, like, I don't really know what to think of it. <laughs> well, um, I guess, again, always I give context of things. Um, because I'm me. You're you. Uh, I bought this day one. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, I mean, considering it came out, what, 2000? Yes, uh, October 26, 2000 in the States. So I was 12. And this is, like, for context, this is two years after Ocarina. Yep. Wait, two years? Two years. Yeah, 98, you're right. Um, so I was 12 when it came out. And, like, I went and made sure that I bought this, like, day one I had to have it. Which is dedication for a young child. Um, so let me ask you this, like, because you've, by this point of your life, mm-hmm. when you're buying this day one, you've played a good majority of Zelda games, most likely. Yeah, um, when I was a kid, <clears throat> at that point, I played Zelda 1, 2, Link to the Past, uh, and I'd played Ocarina. Um, I had yet to play any of the handheld ones, but I think the only one that came out at that point was Link's Awakening. Right. Well, I think maybe the Oracle games might have been out by that point, or at least they were about to come out. But regardless, I think they're about to come out. But um, yeah, so I played every main line up to this point. And so this was. I knew that I needed to have it right. um, because I obviously was a huge fan of the series already. And um, considering this was a direct sequel to um Ocarina, which, you know, it's interesting to me. Like, I am curious how I even found out about it because I lived in, like, the smallest dang town. Like, how did I find... It must have been a magazine or something. Well, like, are you... In terms of, like, you knowing that it was a sequel going into it or... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, because game releases there were kind of hard to come by. Right. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I bought this and I had the, the fun little expansion bit for my my 64 and i beat it um i don't know how quickly but i I beat it fairly quickly it took me much longer to beat ocarina but so 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 basically what was the how did you like as a kid like think of this game because it is such a, a strange entity like were you thinking like oh this is this is another great addition to the franchise or it's like what it what is this thing what are they doing with this this is so weird i mean it's hard to remember exactly right. but given the fact that in my head like even to this point like when the the re-release came out i was still like oh my god i love this game i have to get it like clearly it had some huge impact on me as a kid and i've played it multiple times in the years since it came out between 64 release and the re-release Mm-hmm. Um. so I can't remember exactly what I, I felt at the moment but I would say that there was definitely some kind of like intense 
love of it at that point for it to to stay with me like that. Right. And you know this. Some people don't. Probably people who are listening don't. Um, I like Majora better than I like Ocarina. Period. So so why is that? Because like because Ocarina is usually you know considered the hallmark of the series. Yada 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 yada. Mm-hmm. And Majora is like the ugly redheaded stepchild because it's so weird. Honestly, um, I think the reason why I like Majora better is um, I like RPGs. Mm-hmm. And um, like there's so many side quests and it's so character driven. Like you can go and help all kinds of people and talk to all kinds of people. And they have different personalities. That's not just like a copy paste of people. Um, and I, I had a, a bit of an argument on Twitter somewhat recently about like Ocarina characters and the issue with Ocarina is that a lot of the characters are just there. Right. Like they don't really have any kind of development or interest. And like when you get to the, the Anju side quest of Majora, like I cry every single time, even now, like I still cry because it, it, (laughs) it's amazing how like, in three days time you get to know these characters and like get a feel of like what their motivations are and what what's bothering them and it's 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 something that was really new for zelda games to think about okay well what about other characters who aren't link and zelda i think that's a good point because essentially if you if you try and do any like type of side quest in ocarina it's just it's there for the sake of being there like you're not getting any any like any real big story development or anything like that. It's just like, oh, this person is gonna give me an item or something like that. And you know, there's there's stuff like that in this as well. But yeah, it seems like for a majority of those characters, like they're better written. They are. You'll get a little bit more development than just like, oh, I'm gonna go to this person and just get an item and that's that and get some flavor text. It seems like they actually put more effort into like making characters matter more in this game. And I think that's, you know, part and parcel with the fact that, like, there's the whole huge side quest mechanic throughout the entire game mm-hmm. to where if you don't have that, like, that portion of the game is going to be a little bit less meaningful. Right. And, I mean, it's something that Zelda games have continued since Majora. They really build up the side characters, and I feel like that's important. But this is where it started. And, um... Like, uh, the, the final day when you go talk to the mailman and he's just like having a literal emotional breakdown is it's intense. Mm -hmm. Like you have all these characters who you don't know prior to going into this like three day cycle and you get to see basically how they're going to face the apocalypse. Yeah. It's crazy. And there's also a lot of dead people, like a lot of dead people. There's a lot of dead people. I mean, this is commonly referred to as like the dark Zelda game, but like, mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's darker than a lot of Zelda games, and it's essentially like N- Nintendo's like, what if we made a Zelda game that's a horror game? <laughs> there are moments of it that are extremely creepy. Yeah. Um, like a happy mass salesman still freaks me out. 
you know, like we said, this is this is a weird, weird game. It is, and it does a lot different, and I think it does it in a good way. And and we talked about um, Breath of the Wild, like sometimes doing new stuff works, and in that case, it did. And I think it did here as well. I know that a lot of people don't agree with me on that, but I felt like it did a lot for the Zelda series in terms of like making it more of a character-driven story mm-hmm. um, rather than just like, hey, you're Link, go save the princess. It's more like, hey, Link, make sure the world doesn't de- just get destroyed, my dude. <laughs> also, you're 10, so have fun, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily think this is like my favorite Zelda game. I didn't expect it would be because like I think there's there are parts of it that I just don't like like as much as the time stuff in this game is you know very important and like there's a reason why it's it has that ground groundhog day effect like Mm -hmm. I'm just not a big fan of games that like have forced time limits on things which that's just in terms of like in with all of games like if that has if that's 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 a mechanic I'm just gonna be like to it um I think following a guide makes it made it a lot easier in terms of like making that less stressful because yeah. it I never really had a problem with it doing it that way but like when I first originally played it I had a lot of trouble with it and I think that's one of the reasons why I I never really wanted to go back to it until now was because of that that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean one of the most heartbreaking things in the world is um I do remember when I was a kid playing through and trying to get that fancy sword and i couldn't get it and i like had completed the temple and had got the the powder and everything i was gonna go get the sword and it's like oh no you can't do that because you can't do this day and i'm like ah, no so um there are moments where it's it's a little frustrating but um the mechanic is necessary i think yeah i mean it, i it's very crucial to the game it's just one of those things where no, and I agree with you. I typically hate time limits on stuff. It gives me real bad anxiety. But I guess on this one, I feel okay because I I know that I can like reset and do it again eventually. Right, and I think like um, at least from what I was seeing, like I think the uh, the 3ds version, which is the one we just recently played, yep, they made it a little bit easier, or they made some changes to like some of the the time mechanics to make it less bad from the n64 version like i think there was a few like additions to like make it so like you wouldn't have like i think the the double time one is a new thing it's not new but i think it functions differently so like you don't have to like wait around for yeah the entire time you just like zip i think it's a specific time period if i'm remembering correctly and i might not be but if i remember correctly in the 64 the double time it would just speed it up Mm-hmm. And in the 3DS one, you just, can yeah. choose which time you want to go to, which makes it a little bit. Uh, I, I'd, I'd probably say a lot bit better than just having to wait around and waste time. Oh yeah, time. it's fantastic. Especially when you have somebody. It's like, hey, meet me at 6:30, and it's like, okay, I'll just change it to six. Mm-hmm. This is fine. Certainly makes that way more manageable than yeah, just padding in hours of gameplay that you don't necessarily don't necessarily need. Excuse me. 
I might say one bad thing about this game, which is not really a bad thing, but there's almost too much options in terms of things you can get, especially with masks. Like, there's certain masks in that game where you just use them once and that's it. Yeah, some of them are pointless. Yeah, so like I feel like there's there are too many of those. But like the considering there's probably like what, maybe eight that you use super frequently throughout the game? If that Yeah, well there's the three main transformation masks. I use the bunny hood all the time. Yes, yeah, so there's four. Uh stone mask um, is good for stealth. Yep. Um the the mummy one's good for that area, so that's useful. Yeah. So it's like six. So, I think there's maybe like a couple other ones that are are useful as well. But like twenty four is a lot. Yeah, the bomb one's nice if you don't have bombs yet yeah. from the time reset. Um Great Fairy's good for when like you need to get uh, stray fairies and they're off in a weird portion of the, the, the place you're in. Yep. So I feel like there should have been less masks. But that's just me, because I feel like because like I said, like there's just so many that are just like you use it once and then you never use it again. So like it's kind of pointless. Or even like um the like the troop leader mask. I don't ever remember using that. You ever. use it for one side quest where you? you're 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 gathering up all the 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 chickies. Oh right 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 okay you use it once. That's and it. Then that's it. it. Um, yeah. And then you can use the um. I forget the name of it, but the one where like you go into Icona and um, they can show you like the the mysterious guys that are there and you can fight them. Or you just never put it on so you never have to fight them. <laughs> well, they give you hints. Yeah, well, if you're so following if, a guide, if, you don't need to follow hints. <laughs> right, right. But if you're not following a guide, it's really yeah. helpful. I guess in my circumstance, I never had to use that thing because yeah. there was never real incentive to using it. Yeah, if if you're not using a guide, then it's really helpful for them telling you like, hey, if you do this, then this will happen, and so you can figure out what to do with the story. Mm -hmm. But I think in terms but, of like yeah. item management, like outside of masks, like everything seems pretty part of the course. So like for that, there wasn't that like there wasn't like an excessive amount of stuff that you needed. Like for pretty much everything you were going to use, for the most part. Yeah. So, like, that part was, I think, was fine. And also, I guess it's, it's kind of strange that, like, you know, not many dungeons in this game. Nope. Um, and that's one of the big criticisms that this gets, which is really interesting to me because Breath of the Wild gets the same criticism, is that there aren't enough dungeons. Yeah, but, I mean, that's just, that's a completely different thing, I think. Well, I know, but I'm saying that it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting thing that two of the games in the series that do very different things in terms of the actual like Zelda mechanics, the criticism that both of them get the most is that there aren't enough dungeons. Which for me, I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, there was still a lot to do. Yeah. Yeah. In both games, even without. Like, having to have a, like, metric butt-ton of dungeons. And, I mean, like, not not that Ocarina had, like, a ton of dungeons, but 
It had a lot more than four. Yeah, I think like some of the uh, the later Zelda games like go a little bit overboard on terms of dungeons, to where there's like maybe too many. Yeah. So like f- having four is fine with me. Like and like you said, there's so much other stuff you can do. Like you're not you. Can, I mean, you can mainline all those dungeons and beat the game super quickly, but there's so much side content that like it doesn't really matter. That there's not a lot of dungeons because there's so much other stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how I feel about it, is that it's really not that big of a deal. And, like, the dungeons are well-designed and interesting, so... Yeah. and that's, that's, a, uh, that's a benefit of having, like, fewer dungeons, that you can make them interesting and well-made. And if you're, if you're stretching out, like, to have more, like, that, that's going to hurt that design capability. And especially considering the whole thing about this game was that they made it in a year, like... yeah it's fine having four and having four well-made ones and they're able to do that in a year is, is impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a major feat. Uh, well, speaking of that one year to, to (laughs) completion, I think that's kind of one of the other reasons why this gets sort of a bad rap is that I feel like some people like to see this as like, Oh, they're just using Ocarina, the Ocarina engine and just kind of like spitting out something Mm -hmm. like they may just made this just to make it. Which, I mean, it is very similar to Ocarina. There is some, like, there's some crossover in terms of, like, stuff they use. Like, there's there is music here and there that's the same. There's, like, you know... Uh, 90% of the character models. The character models are pretty similar. Textures and all that sort of stuff. But... You know, I was saying, like, when we were first playing this, like, oh, if this came out today, this would be a DLC. And that's probably not true going through the entirety of the game. Mm-hmm. But it seems strange, but I guess for that time period, like, you know, reusing an engine super quickly and pushing out a game super quickly isn't that, isn't that like, far off of, like, what games were doing at that time. Yeah, and, I mean, you could compare it to something like, um, like Fallout New Vegas. right. Like, that's kind of the same kind of situation where you have, like, the main game and then you have this side game that uses a lot of the same assets. And, I mean, like, that's just that was just the thing for the games a lot of times where they would just... And, I, I mean, that still happens today, but, like, you know, companies will reuse engines to get the most out of them. Mm-hmm. And if that means, like, hey, we can get a game out quicker, you know, that's that's a benefit, yeah, that's one thing that people keep saying with uh, Dancing Moon Knight. They're like, we're going to get an HD Persona 3 because now they have the models for it. I'm like, that's, we're not going to get that. But That's not a correlation you can necessarily make. Just because they have models doesn't mean they're going to necessarily... They have I think it's so funny. 3D worlds now that they can throw them in. Yeah, I, I think it's hilarious that that's, that's the thing. that They're like, well, the assets are there. And like, yeah, some of them. <laughs> you still got to build a whole lot of stuff. Yep. And I mean, that's one thing is that like, yes, they reuse character models and some music, but like the entire world around Majora is new. Persona 3 to Persona 4. Yeah. The prime example of that. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, we're not even in Hyrule anymore. Mm -mm. In Termina. I mean, I guess like you technically are in the very beginning of the game. Ye very beginning, yeah. But um, 
you're leaving Hyrule. So other than that, no. Navi. Yeah. And then there's also the thing about how this was the thing that I I thought, but I guess I was wrong about. But uh, there was the rumors that this was supposed to be a 64 DD game. Which, if you are mm-hmm. unaware of what the 64 DD is, it was the the add-on drive for the Nintendo 64 that would allow it to get to play discs, basically mm-hmm. giant floppy discs. And it was a thing that was released in Japan, and a few games came out for it, but. It was supposed to come out over here, but then I don't think it did well in Japan, so Nintendo was like, we're not going to bring that out over here. <laughs> but the thing about that was, apparently the 64DD Zelda thing turned out to be Master Quest, the Ocarina uh-huh. thing, and then there was another thing they were showing at uh, Nintendo Space World in 99 called Zelda Gaiden, and that's what ended up being Majora. It's very confusing timeline, <laughs> which is more wow, confusing: the development of Majora or, or just the Zelda timeline in general. Um, which I I hate the Zelda timeline. I really, really <laughs> hate the Zelda timeline. Um, it's it's pointless and it's annoying. But this one is intriguing in a sense because it's one of the very few that's like a direct sequel Mm -hmm. because this is kid link from ocarina which um basically how this whole thing works is that the end of ocarina adult zelda sends adult link back into kid link's body so this is essentially like a kid who's seen some and he he goes and he warns the king about Ganondorf, and so Ganondorf never rises to power. And um, so that's where you get like the child timeline is what it's called. And so Link is there and he's a kid, but he wants to get Navi back. And so Navi, uh, he goes to find Navi and that's how Majora starts. And like this eventually leads to Twilight Princess. And basically like it it is um but this poor link he he's he's seen some stuff he's 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 a really tragic figure because in the child t- child timeline he saves the world he goes back and then he like warns everybody so he saves the world again um he doesn't really get any kind of recognition for that and then he goes and like does Majora, which is traumatic in and of itself. And then um, some stuff happens in between, but we're not exactly sure what. But we do learn that he kind of died in obscurity, and he felt like he didn't get to like pass on his story or his abilities or anything. Uh, he also lost an eye <laughs> at, at one point. And we find all this out because in Twilight Princess, you meet the hero Shade, and the hero Shade is Ocarina Link, Majora Link, as like a ghost skeleton teaching Twilight all kinds of moves, which is like really, really tragic. How much of that, though, was like 
do you think the developers were like, oh, we're gonna this, we're gonna tie these things together, or was it just like after the fact they're like, oh, that was that's our cool Ocarina and Majora Link, yeah, totally, that's that's who it is, guys. No, I mean right? they put wink, wink. like te- text in the game that indicated that it was him. But do you think that even so, works, like as like a character like arc for this for this character? That he would be upset about like being obscure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends because, I mean, that's one issue with Ocarina Majora is that we don't get any kind of really personification of this Link. Mm-hmm. We don't know who he is, and so, you know, maybe he does feel slighted that he did all this stuff and like nobody cared. And also, like, it's got to be really, really, really traumatic to, like, essentially be a 17-year-old boy in a 10-year-old kid's body after you've done everything, like, for Hyrule and, like, nothing happens. So, I mean, he's he's probably real messed up. I mean... Like, real messed up. Maybe. Considering how, considering how much of that, though, like, this character is a player insert, considering you don't have any, like, many, like, real opportunities for, like, dialogue or anything, like, that's all up to interpretation. And the way that they're basically presenting this now is that, oh, we're gonna make the interpretation for you, and if you think otherwise, well, f*** you. <laughs> and I think that's super I mean, that that's just how Twilight presented it. Like, And so, like, they, they kind of, like, retconned his personality i guess but like i don't see from the from playing ocarina and majora i don't see how we get to twilight like i do not see that as a character progression for this character you mean you don't see him losing an eye i don't see him losing an eye. i don't see him becoming like super regretful about things like <laughs> the whole like ending of majora is like oh like you get it's about like hey making friends and all that right. sort of stuff like, why is he going to write off and then be like, no one remembered me. I'm real brooding about this now. F*** everyone. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. But also, like, he's 10 in Majora. And yeah. So so we don't know what happens between 10 years old and when he dies. But I, if, we know that at some point he becomes like a knight of some sort. And he loses an eye, but... It just feels like, to me, they're just making this very, like, edgelordy. And if I <laughs> hate that. To be fair, Twilight Princess is a bit edgelordy. It, it is, but, like, just deciding to make this one character, like, into a uber edgelord. Oh, he lost an eye, and he became super regretful because no one remembered him. Like, <laughs> the flashback in the beginning of Majora... See you like Zelda's like here's the ocarina you know use this in your adventure. He's not gonna go back and be like hey guys what's up how's everything going or like make random visits to there or random visits to uh the town in Majora or anything like he has people who knows him and care about him just because they may not necessarily know the facts of like he saved the world and all this sort of stuff. I don't see him just becoming like this super f- spiteful piece of. Sh- that's like oh, I, I hate everyone and I'm not gonna do anything I'm gonna sit sit in my house and be very angsty about everything like that I, I don't buy that for a second <laughs> I mean I get where you're coming from I really really do it makes a lot of sense um I, I think 
the one thing that I could argue for, um, if I'm going to argue for it, is that like this version of Link probably has some like insane PTSD, and that changes a person. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that. But like, what Link wouldn't have PTSD? Exactly. <laughs> like, poor Breath of the Wild Link is probably real messed up. Think of like Zelda in Zelda Two Link. Um, I just love his art because, like, in Zelda 1, he's like, oh, this is fine. And then you get Zelda 2, he's, he's like, this again? Having to do that again, go through, like, even crazy, more crazy circumstances, fighting a shadow version of yourself at the very end. Like, yo, that boy would be real messed up. Yeah, he definitely would. But and, um... do we see him any other time in the timeline becoming, like, a super edgelord or anything like that? Nope. I think it's probably because of the fans of Ocarina. Um, I, I mean, let's be real, because there's so many fanboys of Ocarina. And there like there are. That, that time period where like they were growing up and it was edgelordy. But who would take, who would, as a fan of Ocarina, if let's say we were, not necessarily we're not, but like if we were like one mm -hmm. of those type of people, who would be happy with like the character that they, you know, grew up with and enjoyed becoming that being so so spiteful and yeah respectful. like that seems yeah. like the complete opposite of the characterization of link throughout the entirety of the franchise yeah and i mean like i keep thinking about like which links have continuity and we talked about zelda 1 to zelda 2 there's also um link to the past to link's awakening mm -hmm. to the oracle games right like those are all the link the same link right and link between worlds uh that's a different link how is that a different link from Link to the Past? It's like a descendant of him. That's a. It's supposed to be a direct sequel. I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure that's a different link. Because the the world is different. No, it's the same world as Link to the Past. Are you sure? They literally were going to call that game Link to the Past Two. Well, I know they were, but like. This is I don't know. Um let me, let me look this up. Alright. I'm looking <laughs> it up too. Beep beep. The link in More a link beep. between worlds is chronologically the second link in the fallen hero timeline, which I don't know what the f that means. Uh fallen hero timeline is the timeline where Link fails in Ocarina. <laughs> which is a problem. <laughs> In and of itself. Um, that makes me crazy that that's a thing. Um, Fallen Timeline should have never happened. Uh, yes, that makes sense. Wait, he's a second in that? Oh, because they're considering like Link to the Past. Um, Link as one and then Zelda. I guess this is saying that those are two different links, which makes no f sense. Like, that seems incredibly dumb to, like, make a distinction between those two. Like, the moral of the story here is that them creating this stupid f timeline makes the everything so f dumb. Um, I feel like it was better when people just had, like, headcanons of timeline rather than them saying, like, this is the official one. Because now people are always trying to fit things into the timeline. It's so dumb. Like, people have arguments about Breath of the Wild and where it fits. And I'm like, it doesn't matter where it fits. Right. Like, it's just like, hey, some of these games have sequels to them because that's the way the story is. 
that's just the way things go. Like, you don't need to make some super <laughs> convoluted timeline it's... to try and make everything fit because it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and the, the, the thing that's so dumb about this timeline is that it's essentially like, okay, so here are the Ocarina ones on the right here. But then, like, how do we fit in the original ones? Like, you know... Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 and Link to the Past, those are important, right? But they don't fit anywhere, so let's just make Link fail, and that's where it goes. It'd be like, like if you if you took all the Mario games and decided to make some f***ing dumb convoluted timeline out of that. <laughs> it's just unnecessary, and like, you know as much as I do, like, I hate timeline stuff about Zelda. I absolutely hate the Zelda timeline. I hate it. 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 <laughs> It's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary, and it, it's it's dumb, and it's like fanboy fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate the timeline. Um, that's essentially where everything lies. Is that Twilight comes after this because edge lordiness was was um, the whole like the whole timeline thing a thing when Twilight came out or? Yes. Okay. Uh, it wasn't a. Th- an official thing it didn't become an official thing until skyward sword skyward sword is when nintendo officially published the timeline i just feel like talks of that since i guess it wasn't official yet influenced them to like make that decision for twilight and i just that sucks it's possible. I mean, it really is because they're always trying to make some kind of ocarina reference all the time. And it's like, we get it, guys. People really liked ocarina. Like, all you need to do for these things is like, hey, if some of these have sequels to them, that's great. But these are yeah. their own original stories that feature the same characters throughout, and that's just the way things go. Well, and like Skyward Sword sets up the lore for it, so like that's all you need is the lore set up, and then everything else doesn't really matter. It's in the same world. Okay, cool, fine. Like there are multiple stories out there in all sorts of mediums that revolve around the same set of characters, but in different circumstances or situations, and yet they don't need a, a huge, stupid timeline to to figure everything out. It's just people can un- people can use their brains. <laughs> and logic their way through and understand that, oh, this is a separate story from this and a separate story from this. But, you know, this one might actually be a continuation of this one. But, you know, we don't necessarily need them all connected because we are intelligent human beings and can figure these well, things out. And it's really funny because, like, them trying to put in stuff like Four Sword Adventures and, like, Minish Cap, like, those don't fit on a timeline anywhere. And they're like, but what if right here and like don't. guys no just just don't so um this was our mandatory must talk about the timeline section of the podcast <sighs> because it's a thing but like it's the timeline terrible. sucks and all we know is that ocarina and majora are connected they're the same link that's all that matters yeah. um if you want if you want to put references into front to other games in your games fine that's that's yep. okay you don't need to make them all super f- connected yeah, Moral no, of the f- story. Yep. I completely agree. I'm sorry. I got very hot there, but... No, it's it's good. Um, because it... You know how much I hate the timeline. Yeah. You, you know how much I hate the timeline. It's dumb and it's so unnecessary. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going to go now. Majora. We go to the moon. 
Yeah, what well, the moon that is is technically that one area from Xenoblade Two. Elysium. Which I was like, what? Th- th- this is literally the same place. <laughs> <laughs> it does look the same. I was like, that's that, huh? You see me a picture, and you're like, when did I start playing Xenoblade Two? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go meet with the pirate at the tree. <laughs> and then it became Xenoblade Two. There you go. There's a timeline. Link is actually Rex. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me like Xenoblade 2 more or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Link does have a tendency to show off his legs, so Rex and the shorty it's shorts true. makes total sense. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you go, you go, you, yeah, you get to go to the moon. You have those little mini dungeons. You have one of the worst times. And all of the game in that section. <laughs> um, that part's just poorly developed. Not gonna lie, that that part is the swimming part is poorly developed. And and to be fair to it, um, they changed the swimming mechanic in the 3DS version, so it's worse than it was in the 64. And so that was much easier on the 64, believe it or not. <laughs> the one bad um, change that they made to the 3DS version. <laughs> yeah, if you if you Google like. One of the most complained about things is they changed the swimming mechanic because, um, for one, you didn't use magic when you used uh, Link's like the shield thing. Yeah, the the swimmy move thingy, the special move. Hmm. Um, but that was also like a lot smoother, so it was a lot easier. Um, but it. Yeah, I agree. I had several issues with that one. I mean, technically, the magic thing for me wasn't a big deal because I had the double magic bar. Why the double magic bar and the milk thing that gives you like infinite magic throughout the three days? Oh wow, I didn't do that. So that was, the guide was like, "You should probably do this. This would be a good idea." I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, I didn't do that. I should have done that. So that wasn't really the big deal. It was just it was just the 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 stupidity of the timing on getting up onto those, those platforms, and if you miss them, you go all the way back to the beginning for no discernible reason. Yep. It was <sighs> literally the worst part about that game. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. That's the one part that I'm like this this is not fun. But um, again, it worked better on the original, but this isn't the original, so. What can you do? Which one thing that I do want to say is that man, the 3DS version of it looks really good. It does, yeah. Um, they did a fantastic job on. Which is it's the same people who did Ocarina 3D, so like, there's no big surprise of like, hey, it's, they look similar and they they play mm-hmm. pretty similar, and you know they did a good job on Ocarina, so it's no surprise that they did a good job here on Majora as well. Well, and they fixed issues like the the saving and the. Yeah the warping and all that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it worked out really, really well. Yeah. I think like one of the biggest surprises of this game is the end. When I, to do this, you basically have to get all the masks. Like it is not necessarily a thing that's like a guarantee, but mm-hmm. like getting that bonus mask at the end and like literally just making it. So like the final boss is a cakewalk. Fierce deity. Yeah. Like that's, that was surprising. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've seen people go through and, like, actually figure out how to beat Majora. Right, but, yeah. like, I've never even bothered. Considering, like, a lot of, you know, final bosses in Zelda games are challenging fights. Yeah. And this one is just, like, 
L target, mash B, you're good. I think I lost maybe like a quarter of health. Or not a quarter of health, like a quarter of a heart. Yeah. Throughout that fight. Well, and that's and it. And the thing is, like, it, it, it rewards you for, like, being completionist, which is nice. True, yeah. Um, it's just the thing, like, I was not expecting a thing that's so overpowered that it's like... <laughs> it lets you walk right through the final boss and it's like, well, okay, you're good. Yeah, you see me a text message like, so Fierce Deity makes this really easy, doesn't it? And I'm like, yeah. That was that was something. Yeah, Fierce Deity's a really, really cool thing. And then it gives you it for like the for New Game Plus and that seems completely broken. <laughs> uh, there's so many like instances where people break the game in order to have fierce deity like all the time oh i bet it's awesome um and that design is so rad like that that crazy like looping sword and the the like paint on his face mm -hmm. um like it's it's an altered version of adult link from ocarina but he looks so rad he's not nearly as angry though when he's giant link <laughs> he's so funny <laughs> i'm punching everything <laughs> That's such a weird fight. To be fair, though, like if I were suddenly giant, I would probably <laughs> yell a lot too, just for funsies. And he slow rolls throughout the entire thing. He's like, <laughs> he's like he's encumbered in Dark Souls. <laughs> it was so funny because you texted me and autocorrected, and you said fat roll. That's what that's what that's that's what that's called in Dark Souls when like you have like a bunch of equipment on, and it you're you're slow to that. slow to roll. It's it's called fat rolling. Fat roll. I thought you were saying that like Link got a fat roll. No, I'm like he's not fat. No, he's <laughs> he was fat rolling because he was so big. <laughs> Which that that um that's one thing is the boss fights are all different than they were in the in the sixty four version. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, like with uh, the water temple one, you could just stand on the platform and throw arrows at him the whole time to beat him. And so, like, when he knocks down the platform at this time, like, that's new. And all the eyeballs are new. You you didn't have eyeballs in the original one. Yeah. And, um, like, that's that, there's a lot of, like, eyeball things that they added for the 3DS version mm -hmm. for and, giant weak uh, spots. The, the giant's mask you actually got in the temple rather than at yeah. the boss fight. Which I thought that was interesting, like, how much, like, subtle differences they made between the two versions. Mm -hmm. Like not just in terms of like oh we 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 changed some of these things to balance the game better. It's just like oh we completely moved items around and did all that sort of stuff. Or like rewards for side quests. Or the fairies come in like different orders now. Like in terms of like what they give you, which I appreciate a lot because getting that double magic bar is real helpful. Yeah, that's usually a good thing to have pretty early on, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing that I do want to talk about, and we we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Um, what theories have you heard about this game? See, let's see, we were talking about this before, but like I'm sure I've heard of theories. Mm -hmm. but, but you don't remember. Them? But I none of them are coming to mind as of this moment. So one of the biggest ones, and I I don't actually remember like the specifics of how it works. How many of these theories um, has their own website and is just linkisdead.com? Well, um, <laughs> I 
See, it's, I have to bring it up every time we have a theory discussion. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so the whole idea with Majora is, which this theory may or may not be true, but um, it talks about how it's like the five stages of grief. Right. Um, just really, really interesting. Um, so um, I, I looked it up because I won't be able to do this off memory. Uh, it says first stage is denial, which is like everybody's still building up clock town, getting ready for the festival. Second stage is anger, which is the king of Woodfall who's like trying to murder a monkey. Um, third stage is bargaining, which is um, Darmani trying to get Link to help his village. Fourth stage is depression, um, which is Lulu. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fifth stage is acceptance, which it says that uh, this one's kind of dumb, but um, it says that he fights his way up to the tower and faces four forms of himself, the previous stages of grief, and that he gets the light arrows in the process, which is acceptance. So that's one of the, like, main theories behind this game, is that it's all supposed to be, like, the five stages of grief. Hmm. It's, it's um, the reason that they say that this exists, essentially, is that he's grieving over the loss of Navi. Okay. Yep. Um... It's not quite as egregious as Squall is dead. <laughs> I don't know if anything's as egregious as that. It's it's true. Um, but I mean, it's an interesting idea. I think the last one's a bit of a stretch, but I would say that it would make more sense to say acceptance is like the whole thing with the Skull Kid. Yeah, that but would make more sense. Whatevs. So I think that that's an interesting one. And I, I think there are theories that Link is dead, but I don't know like how that would even work because he's clearly not. <laughs> I, it, yeah, here you go. You Google Link is dead, Majora's Mask, and it says why the Link is dead theory is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's saying that it, it's him in purgatory, which, what, what? So this one's saying he's accepting his own death. Are, are there like forms of purgatory where you're just repeating the same thing over and over again? <laughs> like genuinely, uh, I, that's a, that's a legit question. <laughs> it's a uh, from game theory, which of course it's from game theory. <laughs> does make a really compelling argument. No, it doesn't make a compelling. Let's talk about some game theory. Oh, my God. So we know for a fact that uh, Termina is a parallel world to Hyrule. That right. is official. Link doesn't die. Duh. Um, and the, the thing that is interesting is that like the skull kid is the same skull kid from ocarina and i don't know exactly how that works wait hang repeat what you just said um skull kid is the same skull kid that you talk to in ocarina when you like play when you play the ocarina of time or the ocarina with him Correct. in um 
he's the same skull kid because he mentions yeah. at the very end like you smell like the kid who taught me the song right 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 and so i'm not really sure like how skull kid moves so easily between like the parallel worlds and how long he's been alive and that kind of weird stuff because like what it what it, i'm thinking way too hard about this <laughs> um but anyway, so there are theories that Link is dead and these are him accepting his death. And then there's other theories that like he's grieving over Navi. But regardless, grief is a big theme with the, the theories. They're all dumb. None of them are real. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> um, and another thing that we talked about was that this game was the birth of like one of the original creepypastas, mm-hmm. uh, which legitimately freaked me out a lot when I first read it. <laughs> like I still kind of get freaked out when I see that like soulless link face from the, the statue. What, elog- Elegy of emptiness or yeah. whatever it's called. Like, God, it's so creepy. So creepy. Um, and one thing that i was texting you about is that like some moments of the game are just so sad yeah um like the fact that you're going around as uh with mikau or whatever his name is um like around lulu who is his girlfriend essentially and like they're having Zora babies together. Like, he's parading around as this guy, but he's dead. He's on the beach. There's a grave for him. Well, I mean, like, all the... The, um... All, all the all the masks that you get for yeah. transformations are dead people. Yeah. 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 That's so um, messed up. <laughs> yeah, like, Darmani, people are like, Oh, Darmani, you're back. We thought you died. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yep, it's oh, me. No. I'm totally and, not dead. <laughs> And then, like, you see at the, um, in the credits, like, the butler from Woodfall, like, crying over his lost son. And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's tragic. And there, there was a mention in the story where he says, like, oh, you remind me of my son. And he's been missing for a while. And then, like, you see in the ending, there's, like, crying over that stump that you made in the, in the first part of the game. You're like, oh, no. This hurts. <laughs> But yeah, everybody's dead. And then, like, the dancing guy's dead, too. But his isn't really as sad. He just wanted to pass on his sweet dance moves. As you do. (laughs) See, that guy had the right idea. He's like, I don't want my dance moves to fall into obscurity. So here's this mask, and I'm going to be happy about it. That's how you do it, guys. (laughs) Here's my sweet dance moves. (laughs) To become an edgelord. Um, that's that's what... If they were going to put him in Twilight, they should have just had him come out and just dance. Give you a dance, and that's it. That's the only re- That's the only reference. <laughs> he shows up, dances, and he's gone. And he's like, all right, everything's fine now. I did what I needed to do. But that's what the guy does. He's like, all right, cool. I can I can die happy now that somebody's going to learn my moves. Mm-hmm. Did you just do, like, Yogi Bear? No, What? It sounded like you made like a Yogi Bear sound. No, I said, "Mm mm-hmm, but I was also yawning at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ay, de ahí, bu, bu. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. I I need sleep. <laughs> oh boy. Which you know a lot of well, well not a lot of all of Zelda games except for like Breath of the Wild, like, hey, well, Skyward Sword too. Like, maybe maybe you should sleep sometimes. And, like, poor Majora Link never sleeps in any of these cycles. He could literally stay up for 72 straight hours. Yeah. And then, like, continue it again because you keep resetting time. I wonder if when you're resetting time, if that resets, like, your... Exhaustion? Your exhaustion, yeah. I don't know, because, like, he's aware of everything that's happened. Like, he's the only one that's aware, but, well, him and... um. It's Tattle is the one that you have. Yeah. His their names are Tattle and Tail. Tattletale. <laughs> How clever. One thing that I really think could have been improved on is those giant designs are terrible. They're, the noise they make is also terrible. <laughs> 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 There's like they're giant bodies with faces in the middle, lank and then lanky arms and legs. It's little like mustache. <laughs> like what is that design? They don't look like world savers at all. That's the secret of being a world saver. You get to be very lanky and have a mustache on your chest. Basically be a circle with arms and legs. Basically, yeah. Or an egg. I'm not sure what shape they really are. Egg. Oh, my God. They are weird looking dudes. Weird looking. And um, although the addition that we did get this time is that now Zora can wear clothes. Yes. Which eventually led to uh, Breath of the Wild where Sidon gets where, uh, what's it, Cravat or whatever they're called. Cravat. Cravat. There you go. You got to be uh, Edgeworth Zora. <laughs> Super fancy. Yeah. Um, which that was one thing that happened in Hyrule Warriors is that uh, you could unlock Lulu's dress for Rudo. Huh. Yeah. So you could basically just kiss you could be Lulu because Rudo's model is Lulu with a dress. <laughs> Fun fact. There you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I just want to know, like, you said when we went into this, like, you still don't really know what you think about it. Mm -hmm. Do you still not know what you think about it? I mean, still no. <laughs> it's just such a, it's such a weird thing. Yeah, I remember you came away from Zelda 2 and you're like, this is the best game. I love this. This is amazing. And that was pretty immediate. Yeah. I I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a bad game or anything like that. Like, it's it's good. It's well designed. Uh, the story is super strange. <laughs> and it does a lot of weird things that I can appreciate. But at the same time... I don't know if it'd be top five. Do you like it better than Ocarina or no? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I think I think remember yes I remember when we when we played when we got through Ocarina I think my my general thoughts were just like yeah that's a thing like I don't think it's as good as people say it was but coming to it years later like that's that's gonna be a little bit different so right like I can appreciate this a little bit more than Ocarina just because Ocarina became a formula and this didn't well the formula started with Link to the Past true. Um, but it was the 3D version yeah, of the formula yeah, yeah, yeah. that. That's more what I was meaning. <laughs> got got to the point where like people were were sick of it, and then now they want people like they want them to go back to it. It's so confusing. Zelda fans are the worst. Legitimately, yeah. like I hate Zelda fans. Yeah. I hate Zelda fans. Yeah. Um, because they always just like. All the time. It's like, my dudes, just enjoy it. Maybe this it's would be fun. top five. Like, fifth. All right, well. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, should. what would be a top five? It'd be, like, Breath of the Wild, Length of the Past. Uh, Zelda 2. Zelda 2. Probably Zelda 1. Maybe. All right. I don't know. I guess then, yeah, that would that would probably leave Majora in there as well. No Wind Waker? Oh, Wind Waker's okay. Yeah, Wind Waker would be in there. So maybe either Zelda one or Majora would be fifth. Yeah. I was like, I know I'm forgetting something. Yeah, Wind Waker. Wind Waker was a, is a good one. Yeah, good. I I thought that you liked that one a lot. Yeah. So I was kind of confused it wasn't there. That was just me forgetting. Um. I mean, it's my top five is always fluctuating a bit but Majora is usually regularly in it um it's usually like Majora Links of the Past Wind Waker um these are not in order by the way right right um, yeah. Breath of the Wild's definitely there Skyward I'd say Skyward would be in there those would be my top five I mean you don't even have Zelda 2 in there so it's not recognizable so um, okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> when I was a kid playing Zelda 2, it was really, really hard. I mean, yeah. That's, I don't think it's gotten any less hard. Oh, I know, but I was like a little bitty kid trying to play it. It was so hard. Right, and right. So I, I, had, I, I have bad memories of like getting really frustrated. I mean, you remember I was going to quit that game at one point. Yeah. And then, um, you, and then you encouraged me and I got through the hard part. See, I didn't have a Jared to encourage me it's when true. I was like a toddler owl trying to beat Zelda 2. But the music's fantastic. It is. Some of the best music. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a fantastic game. It really is. It's just, I think it scarred me as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Completely fair. Yeah, I think Minish Cap would be in there somewhere, but um, not top five, maybe six. Right. Because I love Minish Cap so much. Just not playing it on a Wii U. Minish Cap? Yeah. Or was that what was that it, what was the one you were playing? It was Spirit Tracks. That was Spirit Tracks. Yeah. yeah. Minish Cap was on GBA, Game Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Game Boy Vance. My knowledge of the handheld games are, you know, something. Spotty. Spotty. It's alright. I tried to play Will Minish Cap, but then 
Yeah, I, I got real hissy about it. That's why I was. <laughs> I tried to play Minish Cap because I have it on the 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 NES Classic, but like the save wouldn't save didn't work for some reason. So. Oh, huh. That's weird. Yeah. So basically, what I'm hearing, we have to have you play Skyward, and you have to play Minish Cap. That's what we have left. <laughs> Apparently, that's the thing. Yes. Because, like I said at the the very beginning of this, like the only thing left in the mainline series in terms of like you know console releases is skyward and i can't personally i don't think you're gonna like skyward as much as i do (laughs) um i just really don't think you will and i could be wrong on that but i i don't see you liking as much as i do but it's so important and it's really good (laughs) i like your impassioned plea like it's really good come on it'll be it is it'll be enjoyable trust me Please. The character is so fantastic. <laughs> and it was one of my favorite Zeldas until Breath of the Wild. I have three Zeldas that I'm like, y'all are my main bays, and that is Breath of the Wild, Skyward Sword, and Tetra. Yeah. Yeah. Can buy that. At least for two of them, because those are the two I've played. Well, eventually you'll find out, but we have completed another Zelda game in the franchise. We have. uh, uh, Considering where I was, like, what, two years ago? I know. What have I done to you? Where I'd only played through Twilight. Wow. And that was it. Wow. And then over the course of our friendship, you made me play (laughs) all these other ones. <laughs> completely Whoops. corrupted me. I have. I very much corrupted you. I know. We had to play the Oracle games, and that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, those are not as good as I remembered them being. <laughs> Just, they're not. You know, maybe we'll eventually go back to Link Between Worlds so you can get through it. That, that is one I want to go back to at some point, and Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening is good. I bought. Basically, we're I just going to run the game. I bought both of those Oracle games at. When they came out. Both of them. Both of them. (laughs) I never beat both of them. You know what we should do for uh, a podcast one time? What? We should locate the Philips CDI games. Jesus Christ. We should. Do you want us to just groan the entire time and just be like, (sighs) for a podcast? I mean, it would be the exact same as if we did an entire podcast about Squall is Dead. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll, do, maybe we'll do the f-ing CDI games at some point. <laughs> it would be hilarious, but we're gonna play through the good ones first. Yeah, we were playing through Oracle, so we're not even sticking to that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Do you hear him? No. <laughs> he's just nonstop hissing. He also doesn't like Oracle. He apparently doesn't. Loki's been a very hissy boy today, if you are if you're just tuning in. <laughs> he's hissed so many times on this podcast and like I thought that it would pick up because he's been like legitimately hissing for the past like two minutes straight. Still weirdo. I know. This is what happens when you shampoo a cat. He he really loves the timeline, so he's very mad at our our opinions about it. 
I raised him better than that. <laughs> I'd hope you did. I raised him to appreciate a non-timeline <laughs> Zelda universe. So where does uh so uh you know there's a there's a new Zelda game coming out called Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> where does that fit in the timeline? Um. I'm so upset because, like, this isn't canon. I'm like, you're not canon. <laughs> that's how you, that, yep, that's that's the exact, uh, <laughs> the exact thing you tell someone. It is. You know what? That's what I should just yell. That should be my new insult for people because they say Hyrule Warriors isn't canon. They say that. Female protagonist isn't canon. I'll just yell at people when I'm mad. I'm like, you're not canon. I'm going to go play Link's Crossbow Training, the most canon video game. I own that. I know you do. I, I own the heck out of it. When are you going to buy a game and watch Zelda? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Maybe when I have a big girl job. Oh, and we get to play Zelda 1 co-op. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that because, like, I'm bad at Zelda games, so <laughs> it'll be Al carrying me through a Zelda game that I've already beat. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Man, if it were Link to the Past, I could uh, I could wreck some faces. Well, considering everyone's in the, in the hoopla because they're like, yeah, we're taking the virtual console branding off, but we're still going to do virtual console stuff. Uh, you know, maybe that'll happen in the near future. That'd be nice. Yeah. I hope they put Zelda 2 out there as well. I'd play co-op Zelda 2. We could both get very mad. (laughs) Yeah, but maybe with two people it would be easier. I mean, I have beat that game. I know. I have two. So? Clearly, one plus one equals 100. We would be able to beat that game. (laughs) That's not how you math, but that's why we're humanities majors. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh... I'm going to go into the five stages of grief. <laughs> and afterwards you're going to be like, well, okay. Everything's fine. We're friends now. Let's do a, a wood drawing of a carving of ourselves. Or drawing, whichever. I, I forget if it, it, I think it's supposed to be a carving, but it looks like chalk. Yeah. Probably yeah. It's one of those things. Graphics. Graphics. Um, One thing that I know I keep saying this, but there's another thing that I should mention. And I don't know if you did it because it's it's a thing. Um, if you do the like milk cart quest again. Again? Yeah. Um, the one where you're like shooting the guy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you, that was a thing you could do again. You could do it again. And if you if you do it a second time... Then uh, Kramia hugs Link and basically just like full on shoves his face into her boobs. Well, then. Yep. <laughs> she like straight up molests this child. That's something. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the thing that happens something i missed yeah <laughs> it's 
Yeah, there's there's so much stuff about the the hug. Like you can go on the internet and just there's hugs stuff everywhere because <laughs> What a shocker. This was like a young boy's dream to get the boob hug. <laughs> I make it sound like she's hugging him with her boobs. It's my boyhood dream to get a, get hugged with boobs. <laughs> It's his, uh, oh, it's just gross. Oh, boy. Basically, if you're an adult lady, don't molest 10-year-old boys. Don't hug them. I mean, you can hug them. Just don't put your boobs in their face. Oh, boy. I think it's really funny that that's one of the, like, most popular things about Majora's Mask is the boob hug. Not surprising, though. No, it's not. It's not. Um, as I've mentioned several times on this podcast, Zelda fans are terrible. Just downright awful. You have to be hesitant with them. You have, you have to be like, I don't know. You like Zelda. I mean, this is coming from me. So, that's saying something. It is. Yeah, like, I literally got a 3D printed Master Sword in the mail yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I have a two foot link on my kitchen counter. So, um, yeah. I like Zelda. And I like Zelda fans. Just a little bit. They're the worst. They're the worst. Yeah. Well then. I think that's that's going to do it for this episode, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of anything that we missed. We didn't really talk about much of the story, but the story is Link's looking for Navi and the moon's gonna fall. We gotta save the moon and the town and that's it. The moon's scary. It's very scary. Uh, and Hyrule Warriors, you can like drag it down and use it as a weapon. <laughs> it's real dumb. It's amazing. Are you joking? I mean, that's dumb in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just like... AOE everybody with the moon. God. I love Musou games. <laughs> well, that's something we'll we'll be talking about in the in the very near future. Musou? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I buy the game for a third time. <laughs> you could have bought it for a fourth time. Well, like, never mind, you couldn't have. Why? Cause it's just the same card for the three DS version. Oh just yeah, yeah. Different in On terms of hardware. Yeah, no, I, I, I've purchased it every single time I could purchase it. I mean, I'm gonna finally play an inferior version of it, but you know, it is what oh, it is. Oh darn! Shucks. I really hope that it has the uh, the OG Link costume in there because. I always had Link in that run around with like no pants on. It was fantastic. Got the brown hair. Let's let's go. I don't know though. Breath of the Wild Link's gonna be in there this time. He is. And Zelda. I know. She's never changing out of that outfit ever. <laughs> but Link though. I don't know. I have to think about it. Decisions, decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, we will we'll address those when we when we get to that. When we Muso again. See you next Muso. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, uh, you know, other than that, let's let's wrap this 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 bad boy up. A little bit. This sad boy up. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So many dead people. Uh, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonalandcheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this very podcast. You can go find all of other Zelda-themed episodes that we've done. There's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Because of me, I've made you play all That's these true. games like a very cruel friend. Forced me against my will to play all these games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, you can also find other podcasts like Season Lamer Checkup and Jared and Out Watch Salem and Crystal, which is wrapping up here very shortly. Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? There's uh after this week there'll only be three more episodes left. Ow. Wow. Uh, you can also find columns and reviews as well. Uh, you can go check out my latest Crunchyroll piece, which will be up around on the social medias. If you want to check that out. And if you want to see Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews up on her site. They're cool. I do. Yay. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. It's where we do Twitter at times. Sometimes. And you can follow us or support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. If you're like, wow, these people really hate the timeline, that that's something I would like to give them a dollar for. <laughs> there you go. Point proven. Uh, like like the last couple of weeks, we don't know what we're going to be doing next week, so we'll have something, though. Yeah, I don't know if I'll have this completed by then, so we'll see. We're, usually, we're just making this up as we go, which is usually how we do things. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> to be fair. What are plans? Nothing. Yeah, meh. So yeah, look forward to whatever we do next week. It'll be great, because that's, that's, that's what we do. We do greatness here. It's true. <laughs> 